Good morning. God bless each and every one of you. It is your neighborhood preacher. It is um, a beautiful day today. For some, it's going just perfect. For others, they're heavily in affliction. They're in a storm. They're in a season in their life where things don't make sense. But I pray and I believe that wherever you are, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's upon you, and He's doing the very thing that He promised He would do, and that is to complete the work of Christ, to become the image of Christ Jesus in your life. I'm the neighborhood preacher from Valor Ministries, but without a name, without a title, I come to you by the name of Jesus Christ and the power and the Spirit of the Lord I got a wonderful, wonderful message for you this morning, and I just feel God all over me this morning, and I pray that God is all over your life as well. You know, this year has been a year of challenge. It's been a year of, of losses, and, and I dedicate uh, this message, I dedicate uh, this podcast to my father-in-law, Vince Mosherve. I dedicate it with all my heart, and I dedicate it out of the love and respect that I have for him. I want him to know that I cherish him, and I appreciate the values and the walk with God that he has shown me. I appreciate his character, and I appreciate who he is and the legacy that he has left behind, and most importantly, his family. And his beautiful daughter that has become my wife. I um, dedicate this podcast to Vince Moshevate because he's a great man. And uh, I want this to be forever recorded. And I want him to know that I love him. So with that being said, I appreciate each and every one of you for joining me. This year has been a year of challenge. It's been a year of losses. It's been <clears throat> it's been a year of uh, some some trying times. It's been a year where where you could have had many reasons to turn the other way, to pick up the bottle, to hide in your room and do the wicked or evil things that uh, would bring you some satisfaction for the moment. And it's only for a moment. I've been there. I've done it. There's nothing that you can't say that I don't really understand. And so this morning I have a powerful message. And I believe it's straight from, from the Lord. And, and I want you to know that uh, this message has to do with, uh, with you and me. And... Uh, Many are the plans of man, but I want you to know you're not in control. And that's a hard thing to, uh, to say because, because we want to be in control. We want to be in control so bad. We want to be in control when we drive. We want to we be in control in the line. We want to be in control in the way that people talk to us and treat us. We want to be in control of our, of our life. And I want you to know that you're not. 
You're not. And you never will be. So this is the title today. And I hope you stick around. Maybe you'll get something from it. Many are the plans of man. But you are not in control. You're not in control of your health. You think you are. So you buy the right foods. You do the right exercises. You do the right breathing. You take the right vitamins. At the end of the day, you're not. Many are the plans of man, but you're not in control. You're not in control of the weather. You're not in control of the economy. You're not in control of the seasons. And when it comes to the economy, you try to invest in it. You believe in the, the Dow Jones and you believe in it, all these inv investments. But you still are not changing the economy. You have a very small, small part to play in that. You're not in control of your future. Not in control of how long you're going to live. The Bible says that God is the one that numbers our days. You're not in control of how long you're going to live. And you're not in control of how long others are going to be in your life. So with that being said, many are the plans of man, but God is in control. Why? Because God is sovereign. Well, you say if God is sovereign, why does he allow so many things? Well, he doesn't. We allow it. We allow all that is taking place around us. Most of it is because of the decisions of man. Nevertheless, God is sovereign. He will fulfill his will, and his plan on the earth. A lot of times, his will and his plan doesn't look like yours or mine. For the thoughts of God are nowhere near our thoughts. But if you'll turn with me or you'll write down this scripture, you see, because this is the only way that I can live. I deviate from the word of God. You deviate from the word of God. You're not going to make it. Good luck. Give me a call when, when, when you don't, and I'll try to help you. Because the bottom line is, we cannot live without God's word. You will lean to the right, and you will lean to the left. And you will not make it. Proverbs 19, verse 21 says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. You see, that's a powerful word. And that's a dictating word. It's a dominating word. It is a word that has no falter. God says that many are the plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, it is the Lord's counsel that will stand. I don't know why we work so hard. We spend time at work. We work overtime just so we can live. We call that life. We tell the boss yes every time that he asks us. This is what we call life, this hustle, this this rat race we call life. And we work so hard 
because the Bible tells me in Proverbs 19 verse 21 that there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. We buck the system. We buck God's system. Good morning to each and every one of you. Good morning, my brother, you bets. What's up, man? We buck God's system. And we expect God to have his way in our life. There are many plans in a man's heart, but only God's counsel will stand. And I think once we understand that, we will have a better time as we journey on this earth. We are here only for a limited amount of time. We are not in control of our health, the weather, the economy, our future, how many days we're going to be here, who else is going to be in our life and how long they're going to be in it. We are not in control of that. God is. God is in control, my friends. And I want you to know that many are the plans of man's heart. We, we, we calculate and we plan and we strategize. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the investments we make are going to turn out well. We're not promised to live a long, long life forever on this earth or others to be around for a long, long time on this earth with us. I want you to know that God has so much control. If you look at Romans chapter, chapter 8, Verse 28, this is what the Bible tells me. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew and also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. I want you to know that this is how much control God has, that he takes all of the bad things that we do, all of the dumb decisions we make because we love him. He works all things. He takes all things and he works them together for good. You are not in control no matter how much you think you are. You're not in control no matter how much you want to be. And I think what I'm trying to convey this morning is if you would release your control and you would give your will and your life to God, then you would be able to see God's will for your life. This year's been a year of pain, losses, storms. This year has been a tough, tough year. And you could have given up at any moment, at any time and said, I'm out of here. I'm checking out. But you're not in control. And I want you to know that God works all things together for the good of those that love him. All my bad decisions, all my bad behaviors, all the things that I've done that I didn't mean to do, that, that I gave back to God. God 
took those things and he worked them for my good and he's working something for your good and I know you can't see it yet and I know you may not feel it yet and I know nothing may make sense and I know things don't have to happen this way but they are because you're not in control God is and God is perfecting the image of his son in you and to perfect the image of Christ in us we're going to suffer we're going to go through pain we're going to go through losses we're going to go through rejection we're going to go through storms we're going to go through places valleys and seasons that are meant for us to find God in a way that we've never found him before I want you to know that it's easy to find God when the sun is shining and you're on the mountaintop and everything's intact and there's no leaks in the roof and the money in the bank account looks right. Your friends are cool. Nobody's tripping. Your job is secure. The economy looks well. Your house is gaining value and everything is going well. We have seasons of that, but we also have reality, seasons of cold, dark times, times of confusion and lack of understanding. And, and, and that's what prompts us to seek God. That's what, that's what drives us to find Christ. And I don't know what's wrong with the way we've learned, but we give up too easy. And if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, if you're going to if you're going to see God and him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, you got to serve. You got to be a servant. You have to be a soldier. You, you can't retreat. You have to press in when everything's telling you to get out. You have to pick up the pieces and you have to let God perform his will when everything is saying, give up. You can't do it. I'm telling you right now. You're not in control, but what you can control is your faith. You can control your faith. And I want you to hear this scripture in Proverbs. I want you to hear this loud and clear in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. You know how many times that I didn't think God was directing my path because it was a path I didn't like. It was a path that hurt. It was a path that caused me to go through suffering. I said, no, this can't be God's will for my life. It can't be God's path for my life. But it was. God is sovereign. God is all in control. And if you would just release your life to the God who is in control, the one who can take all of your bad things, the one that can take all of the 
horrible decisions you make and work them and turn them out for good, if you can trust that God, the God that I serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that took all of the bad decisions, that took the sin of man, that took the, the bad things we do, he's in that much control that he can turn them for our good. Why would we not want to trust a God that can take all of the bad things in our life if we love him and turn them for good? But I want to remind you in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I want you to know, my friends, it's not going to work when you trust him a little bit. I want you to know it's not going to work when you trust him halfway. You got to trust in the Lord with all your heart like you do everything else. I want you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding because what you can understand can only equivalent so much. It can only make sense so much. Even if you understood it all, even if you understood what God was doing, it would blow you away. It wouldn't make sense to your natural mind. It wouldn't make sense to your bank account. It wouldn't make sense to your walk with God. It wouldn't make sense to your relationships. It wouldn't make sense to your future. It wouldn't make sense at all because it would be suffering. There would be trials, tribulations. There would be times of great praise and great mourning and great groaning for God. Great intimate times. Times that you would separate yourself intimately from God where you're not already making plans for that. Where you haven't found God in those places. Times of darkness so he could be the light. Times of weakness so he could be the strength. Times of times and times of that so that you would be able to proclaim the gospel of Christ. You would be able to proclaim the kingdom of God and its strength and God's will and God's word. But you don't know these things until you endure as a good soldier as you endure as a disciple of Christ, laying your life down. There's so many times I want to pick my life up. For what? There's no reward in it. But I want to lead you lastly to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. Check this out in verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want you to know that so many people lack faith. So many times I lacked faith because I didn't believe that he was. And I didn't believe that he was a rewarder of those that diligently sought after him. Because I was diligently seeking him and going through pain. I was diligently seeking him and I didn't see a return. I was diligently seeking him and I was still looking for my will. It's not about your will. And if you want it to be about your will, stop calling on God. If you want it to be about your life, then stop looking to God in the hard times. If you want it to be about you, then get all you can. The Bible says, eat up, drink up for tomorrow. You die. You gain nothing. But yet God still works out 
all of these things for our good. He is in control. And part of God's will, yes, is for us to feel pain, for us to endure, for us to, to, to have storms of affliction. This is what builds the image and the character of Christ Jesus in our life. It's not just somebody who you said good morning to because you thought you had the love of God and they didn't answer back and you said, well, Lord, I'm just going to pray for them. That doesn't, that's not the only thing that makes you a good disciple of God, of Christ. It's all the other things that you can't control. You need to believe that God is what? He is what? He's all things. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We diligently seek careers. We diligently seek relationship. We diligently seek socialism. We diligently seek the the need to be wanted and accepted, to be understood. We diligently seek schooling when we want to have that certificate. But how much do you diligently seek to know God? Jesus said, or the Bible says that when Jesus returns, will he really find faith here on the earth? And I want to admit to you, brothers and sisters, my family in Christ, I want to admit to you, there's so many times that I lose faith. But I want you to know that the ones that have gone before us, they obtained a good report because they walked in faith. And if you're out there and it's dark or you're on the mountaintop, please, I need you. I'm begging you to hold on to your faith. It won't let you down. It has great reward. And no matter what you go through, God is worthy of it all. I want you to stop looking at your situations from just your perspective. Instead of a loss or instead of pain, maybe we can praise God for the opportunity to have shared time with that person. I lost my my dad in September. I lost my little brother in November. My father-in-law is going through hell right now. But that doesn't change the fact that God deserves all the glory. It doesn't change the fact that God has allowed me to have some time with them. I think we get so selfish. I think we need to check ourselves. We're to walk by faith, my brothers and sisters. And your faith is worth more than gold. No one can take your faith. The enemy will try to 
rob you of your faith. He will try to do everything he can to get you to lose faith in God through Christ. But I want you to know something. No matter what rituals you do, no matter how much money you give, no matter what program you go through, until you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, there's been a lot of people that have come and gone, but none have been the Son of God. Yeah, all of us are sons, and I get it. But I'm talking about Emmanuel, God with us. The one, the, the great I am, the bread of life. The one that the Holy Spirit came over and God's voice spoke from heaven and said, this is my son whom I am well pleased. Jesus has changed my life. I used to be so destructive, so angry, so mad at the world, so wanting to be in control, wanting to deal with every single thing and person that crossed me. For what? For what? I have found my life in Christ because he laid down his life for me, for my sin, from my evil. He's given me life that I can be co-laborers with God, that I can work with God even when the plan is hard. Even when it looks like I'm losing along the way. He is so faithful. What I've gained in Christ is by far more than anything I've ever gained on my own. So I want you to know today, and I want you to be encouraged, that God is not done with you, that he foreknew you, he predestined you, and you're called according to his purpose. I got a lot of tools in my toolbox, but they each have a unique purpose. Likewise, you are may not be like me, and I may not be like you, but you have a purpose specific 